sex is fun. You know, it's great when you have that connection and, and the love that goes along with it, but just raw animal sex is fucking hot. And who wouldn't want to do that all day, every day? My sex life has always been like trial and error. You know, like you, you try something, do you like it, yes or no? And uh, then you move on from there. For me, bad sex is when you allowed something to happen when you should have said no. First you have the sex, and then you have the sex you want. When people feel the need because of things like porn or things like insecurities, when those things enter the language of sex, the sex isn't as good anymore. In the area where I used to fuck a lot, yeah, and I didn't need to know your name, I didn't really need to know your facial features if I need to identify you in a lineup. I would just get it done because that was it, yeah? But today, in getting to know someone, and when I'm with them, to look at them and say, you know what, I like this guy. Smiling during sex. I don't want it to be all serious, like, oh, go, 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 Why can't you just stop and smile at that? Smile at that, that body I'm connected with, that I'm in, or that's in me. Love that shit. Love that shit. What do you like? Hello, welcome back. I'm Philip Banks, and I'm your host for the Audio Sex Party. I'm really happy you've joined us. Turns out, gay guys like talking about sex. Big surprise. It's a rich subject, and when we get talking about our sex lives, it can get really hot. I know this because together with some friends, I hosted three audio sex parties, where a few dozen men shared intimate details about the sex they have and the sex they want. From these conversations, we pulled out 10 themes that we've woven into our first season of this podcast, for your oral pleasure. That's A-U-R-A-L. On the last episode of the podcast, we heard guys talk about consent. And on this episode, we're going to talk about intimacy. So come on in and join the party. I remember being away in Germany and some guy For a long time, I thought that intimacy was like when you're giving a guy a blowjob and you're looking up at him and he's looking down at you and you're not saying anything, but you're just like... Okay, no gag reflex. <laughs> um, so I always thought intimacy was like about foreplay, like for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, uh, for me, intimacy, the way I think about it is like, if I'm at a party and my boyfriend is also at the party and we're across the room from each other and we stare across the room at each other and we smile, that's mm-hmm. my intimate moment when I connect without having to uh, verbalize anything, right? And without obviously having to be on my knees. At one of our audio sex parties, there was some really rich conversation about intimacy. You're hearing from those guys at that party right now. For me, there was a time when, I'm just going to put it out there, you know, I would get some meth and I would, you know, first I would smoke it, then I would bang that shit. And... It opened the door for me to explore intimacy in a way that I never could before because of all the religious taboos. My mother said, you're going to burn in hell. Uh-uh. I, when I was down with my drugs, I was, I, I was getting in there. Unfortunately, after four or five years of doing that, sometimes I would be in the middle of the physical part and the intimacy was zero. I, like, I mean, for me, that was one of my emotional low points when, you know, I'm in someone, or they're in me. I like both ways. 
I, and I still do. Um, and I'm feeling nothing. I'm feeling like I don't exist. Like I am, there's nothing here. Um, I might as well be screwing a corpse or a, a bag or whatever. I, it doesn't really matter. I, I, I said, okay, this is not how I want to live. So I put down the drugs, but they were so closely entwined with my sex life that it took me a long time to get back to a place where today I meet a guy and I enjoy holding hands. Intimacy is... Like, we don't... We, I just don't think we talk about intimacy enough. Like, we talk about sex so much and we hardly talk about intimacy. We hardly talk about our heart and our spirits and how, like... We connect and exchange with people all the time. We don't talk about the ways in which, like, that affects us. How does it affect you if you're, like, having, like, tons of casual anonymous sex, you know, good and bad, you know? What does it mean to let that many people in in your spirit somehow, right? And what does it mean to just have, like, a monogamous relationship where you're only with one person how does that affect your intimacy with the rest of the world right with your friends with your family you know i think we live in a culture where like we we talk about intimacy as like somehow a finite resource and it's not you know like just because i have a boyfriend and i love him and i want to be with him doesn't mean that i stop having intimate and profound relationships with members of my chosen family or my biological family you know and sometimes it may mean that i will also have intimate sexual contact with other people as well that was Ahmed. On episode three of the podcast, we heard him talking about consent. You do that. For example, you're on the bus. You might take a letter. Well, I don't think as, as gay men who grew up in homophobic countries, we were taught how to negotiate intimacy or we were shown examples of intimacy. You took it when you got it. And you took it how you got it, when you got it, and where you got it. No questions asked. You just got it. And you were glad that you got it. You know, but so there's no, there was no conversations or um, no, no spaces where you can go and talk about what does intimacy look like between men. And then, of course, HIV came into the picture and everything was all about, okay, protecting now, use condoms when you're having sex. But nobody talked about having an intimate romantic um, relationship with the other, with, with someone of the same sex. Um, so for me, when I had my first relationship, I thought, okay, well, we have to have sex. That's how I started my relationships. It started with sex. We had sex, and therefore you and I are now together. But, <laughs> but that, that's not how it works now. I want to know the person a bit more. I want to know what makes them tick. I want to know what makes them, what, what connections we have. Um, and that makes me feel more vulnerable sexually with them particularly when I come from a place of what I've been through as sexual abuse and trauma I'm very very particular about how I negotiate sex now growing up for a lot of black males we don't have that visual display of intimacy right there's always that I gotta go out and I gotta go to work and I gotta come home and then I gotta tend to stuff in the yard and there, I gotta do this and I gotta do that you don't see many black fathers embracing their black sons 
and holding them or reaching to them in unless they're like four or five or little as adults it's not there unless there's a traumatic moment or a fright or a scare so when you look for that in connection you don't see it in terms like it's hard to find a social media message of this is intimacy but it's not necessarily leading to sex you can be intimate without sex that was sir christian andrews he was a guest at one of the audio sex parties on episode two of the podcast we heard sir christian talk about kink in the bdsm community and on episode three he talked about consent for me intimacy is about connection and not so much a sexual connection but a spiritual connection so if i'm connected with somebody it's because we are we have similar traits similar things that we enjoy we there may be something as simple as cuddling on the couch and watching someone's watching tv or the person's head is on your lap while you're they're listening to a podcast or playing a video game there's that sense of togetherness but not necessarily in a sexual manner morning it's about the sex intimacy and intimacy amplification in that moment of like there's all kinds of sexual intimacy that happens inside like a romantic context and outside of it you know the intimacy that's temporal that's ephemeral that's like just happens because you you caught a guy's eye on the street and then you hook up you know and then you never see him again um there's a there's an intimacy there and i think like one of the challenges i've sort of experienced personally and i i definitely recognize in our community is that um sometimes we don't recognize like those sort of ephemeral moments as like intimacy and we don't talk about them as intimacy right um because that person knows a part of you that's fairly important and deep uh that that friend that you that friend you let see you weep while you were suffering in pain will like never see right um you know or like the way your mother gives you advice and gives you love and compassion like there's those intimacies but then that other intimacy you just had that person has access to something like important about who you are which is your sexuality and your sexual expression um and i i think we um i think we're very good at talking about like the certain types of intimacies the type of intimacies like um in queer culture we have chosen families and we have like we have really profound intimacies because we often face profound challenges right and we um and we we you know we appreciate the intimacy of a loving partnership um and whatever configurations that is right like whether it's polyamorous open uh the many varieties that we have um but i'd also like to honor the intimacy of like casual connection I don't know, I feel like people have been telling me that um, if you, like, add an emotional connection to, like, with your sexual connection with someone, I don't know, I've never done that before. A friend of a friend told you. A friend of a friend told me that romance is a thing and, like, it makes sex better, but I've never done that, so, like, I... Not necessarily. 
I can only like point like three people in which I've had like an immediate connection with. My name is Brian Quinones. I'm 23 years old. I'm from Ottawa. I work at the AIDS Committee of Ottawa doing a men's outreach. This is recorded live in my living room. So if there's a noise, blame my neighbors. In terms of like my dating life, because like I don't really date, yeah, I, I don't date people. <laughs> and so like what that connection feels like to me, um, to me, connection feels like something that is just like there and you figure it out right away. Um, one of the guys that I had like one really good connection with um, is uh, so we had a threesome. I got invited to a threesome and then there's this like guy A is the one who invited me because uh, I was like okay you're okay looking I don't have like I don't have anything at like 6 a.m. going on in my life so I'm coming over and so um, guy A was there I like, met up with guy A and then I met guy B and like I like immediately like kind of like had a click with Guy B right away. And like, I couldn't like even explain it, but we just, we just definitely felt a connection. I don't know, we had, a, so we had a threesome. There was some like double penetration involved. There was like some fisting involved. There was a bit of like a rough part involved. There was a bit of like pain involved. It was fun, it was really fun. And it was like, ugh, Guy A came twice. I didn't come, Guy B didn't come. A guy B and I were like, yeah, it takes for us a little bit more time uh, to be able to like ejaculate. Um, and then guy A was like, okay, I'm gonna go to sleep. You have to leave. So we left the apartment building and then guy B and I were just kind of like talking a little bit. And I asked him like, do you want to like walk for a little bit and get to know each other? Cause I thought that was really good and I definitely felt that there was a connection and so I defined connection in that very like very vague but also very like emotional like not even emotional but more of like we definitely like are into each other definitely like felt it that kind of thing which resulted to how I define good sex is now I it's very complicated to understand what is the connection of intimacy. And in my experience and what I know and I see on engagement lives is uh, sex is it's a paramount part of our lives and uh, our economies, our wishes, our fantasies, dreams, and as our measure of success. And when I get to that point, I think we are a little bit superficial because there are tons of other ways to be connected with someone. Uh, but we tend to sexualize everything because when you're horny, when you feel the, the fire inside of you, you just want a place where to go and get rid of those emotions um, and sort of finding connection when you are having sex with someone and, and you look at his eyes and and there is this communication, not verbal, beyond words, languages, and cultures again, and uh, that's, that's human. I found it to be interesting and very beautiful. That was Gerardo Betancourt, 
We heard him talk about consent on episode three of the podcast. Mm. Well, I feel like I'm I'm at the age that I, I like I'm riding that cusp. Like I'm just I had you know a little bit of the non-technology, yeah. but then. I, I do see how it's deteriorating us. Like, it, it really is, mm-hmm. even just the way we we can formulate sentences, you know, we're mm-hmm. all thinking things in much shorter fragments, and and that kind of how our sex happens in these small little spurts mm-hmm. all the time, and you're not making it... Long, like, yeah. uh, more complex and, like, growing in ways, and more organic. And sex is supposed to be so organic, right? Like, it's supposed to be smells, and, mm-hmm. like looks and like mm-hmm. tastes yeah all of that so i i do agree with the sense that you know it is harder to to gain or get that intimacy using apps like grinder and scruff but i think for me where the intimacy comes from it comes from those places of building that conversation before hooking up it comes from just getting to know guys online first um in a non-sexualized environment and then when hanging out with them, like being able to, because you, in a sense, you kind of know that person a little better. So like, you know what gets them off a little more, you know where to touch them, you know where to stroke them, you know how they like things, or you have a sense based off of their their personality, like how that sexual chemistry works out between the two of you. And I think that that's something that you can't necessarily get on a grinder or a scruff when the first thing you're saying is looking, then into, then send the address, right? So I, I do see how you can lose the intimacy, but I think you can also gain it again in another way on those apps. And, you know, I think of some of, like, some of the best hookups that I've had have come from Instagram where, like, we were talking for for months, talking for months, and then I literally just got up and said, like, I'm coming to L.A. And he was like, okay, cool, stay on my couch. And I mean, the first time that we hooked up, like, we we had sexed before, but the first time that we hooked up, like, I just remember it was, like, hours on end, and it was just a matter of just, like, the first bit just being foreplay and kissing and just, like, sensual touching because we had always talked about how much that was something that we liked. It wasn't something that was a quick, like, jackhammer fuck and then go. If you've joined us on previous episodes of the podcast, this story might sound familiar. That's David DeAndre. He was a guest at a couple of our audio sex parties, where he talked about his experience hooking up with guys on Grindr and other social networks. If you haven't listened to episode one of our podcast yet, it's not too late to go back and check it out. I think intimacy is connection. Like that's you know that you you let someone enter some part of your heart or your being. Um, that's to me my understanding of intimacy. So whether it happens um, with a casual sexual partner and you. You know, you show them, like, your kinky parts or you show them your freaky parts. You show them something about you. You show them your bits, you know, both inside and out. And and it's this, like, and I, I, I like, it's different but similar to the way that you would with, like, a lover and a partner and somebody you have an ongoing relationship with. Like, intimacy is, like, to me, pro- like, prior to and more fundamental than sex but we have it inverted unfortunately and we spend so much time on sex 
and so little time on intimacy connect, like talking about intimacy connection and its meaning implication in our lives. Thanks for joining the Audio Sex Party. On this episode, you heard Ahmed, Sir Christian Andrews, Brian Quinones, Gerardo Betancourt, David DeAndre. But we also heard lots of other voices too. And we want to thank them for coming to the party and sharing their stories. Join us next time. We'll listen to guys talk about racial fetishization. The way I get the sex I want, the sex I want is, um, oh my God, that's a good one. You got me out of guard. Um, what is the sex I want? I want it to be at this point of my life, and I will, I will have to say, because I don't, I don't want to reflect that I'm super old these days, but, uh, but it has changed over time. And so it went from the ejaculation to numbers. It was very important or to have sex many, many sexual partners. I'm in a point in my life that I, I really like sex with someone I trust and I have intimacy in the connection. That's the sex I want. The way I get the sex that I want is by trial and error and trying things out. And that comes with a lot of mistakes and like, not so good sex. I'm still working on getting there.